This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, Real Talk, if you haven't heard this today, I love you. I effing love you. Hi, I'm Daisy Rosaria. And I'm Natish Pawa, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Well, obviously, neither Natish nor I are Rachel. She had to deal with a family emergency, but of course, we will miss her. We miss you a ton, Rachel, and uh, hope you're back on the show soon, and hope I all as well. But no need to worry, us two big nerds here will do our best to hold things down in her absence. Indeed. We will bring back the classic Daisy Natish fire from last <laughs> November, if I recall correctly. So, look, Natish, I don't know about you, but I am the kind of person that will literally count down the days until the clocks change. I have been known to tweet like six more weeks until the sun. And like, I I know I absolutely know that it's a pain for parents and, you know, other people also don't like the time change thing. But here's my thing. I I need sun. I live with anxiety and depression, and I need sun. I am with you on all of those things, as it turns out. (laughs) I very much need more sun, especially at this time of year. It is ridiculous that we're only getting snow in recent weeks, and it's so gray and dour. I I, I need that uh, spring sunshine ASAP. Yeah, just like immediately. I was also thinking about just how hard things have been. Like in general, you know, like I personally feel like I'm still recovering from 2022. Like if you had a great 2022, by the way, I would kind of love to hear about it just because I honestly don't think that anyone did. No, it has not been a great 2022 (laughs) and it's not been the best 2023 either. I've been telling friends recently last month was kind of a big old L month for me. A lot, lot, lot of L's uh, week by week, day by day in some instances. So oh. really, really hoping that uh, this new month is a, a fresh start for me. Right. OK, Natish, I hate these L's for you, but I mean, you're proving my point. Things are just rough. And like a lot of people, the first thing that I do in the morning is I scroll. I know it's not good for me. In fact, I did not always do it. But with this job. In particular, it is very hard not to do. And lately, it has been a nightmare. I know you've been on the internet. Oh, yeah. I think about a lot how if I were not in media, perhaps uh, I would have jumped ship at the moment Elon took over Twitter. But because I am in this profession and on this beat, it is my job, in fact, to pay attention to every nook and cranny of this, this new era of Twitter. And uh, that just means bombarding my brain with even worse information than it had before. Yeah, but that's exactly the thing. Like Hassan Minhaj was right. Guess hosting The Daily Show. Like I, I really would love to disconnect from Twitter, but like it's literally part of my job at this point. <laughs> but then this morning I saw a tweet that I just loved. It was from Scott Nover and it said, Quote, 
The people who want to ban TikTok would think differently if they followed my favorite account, which is at unclogging underscore drain. And so I watch this clip and I loved it. Now, to be clear, because I know unclogging drains can sound disgusting, but these aren't like shower drains full of hair. This is this is people going up to like a giant <laughs> puddle on a road and finding the drain and using a rake or a broom to clear off the leaves. Here we go. Drain, drain, drain. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then it drains. These are heroes, frankly. It is so damn good. And it made me remember that the internet itself is not terrible. Some of the algorithms are terrible, but the internet itself is not terrible if you know exactly where to go. That is true. That is true. It may be harder to find these days, but it's still out there. And we're here to help you find it. Exactly. That's exactly what today's show is all about. We talked to some of our other colleagues here at Slate. We took some deep looks in our own history. We asked other people who we love and respect to tell us what they love. And today we are going to point you towards just nothing but sunshine. Today, there's no bummers, no downers. We're just gonna talk about the fun stuff that's online. And I don't mean that in like a toxic positivity, let's act like things aren't <laughs> happening way. I mean it like the husband in everything, everywhere, all at once way. Okay? <laughs> We're having a good time today. I also hope he wins the Oscar. Good, good vibes only. Exactly. <laughs> so we are gonna tell you the things that you can go directly to to bring a smile to your face online. That's today's ICYMI, and we'll be right back after the break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are 
back. And I am joined today by Natish Pawa. Natish, we have a really cool editor-in-chief named Hillary Frey. And Hillary wrote an article. It was one of those things that I saw it on Slate and I just was like, I'm happy I'm at Slate, man. This is fun. <laughs> like, um, so one of the, you know, obvious trends, things you can look at to just feel good about stuff is cute stuff, pets, animals, you know, the things you love. Um, just even taking my cat to the vet, right, is a more satisfying interaction than taking myself to the doctor because my cat gets like, they're like, your cat's perfect, she's so <laughs> cute. Like, my doctor told me, I was like, you're charming, you're doing great. I'd be like, I want to come here. But we have to find that online. And so there's an account that I love. And I was very excited when I saw that our own editor-in-chief had actually written an article about it already for Slate. And so we had her get us a little voice memo about it. And here it is. So I love cats. Um, I follow a lot of cat accounts on Twitter, on Instagram. My daughter follows them on TikTok. Um, but the reason I really love Cats of Yore is because it has this beautiful combination of history, archival photography, cute cats, um, some, you know, sort of humor, like people dressing up cats, not super frequently, but it happens, um, kids and cats, but all with this sort of vintage sheen on it. And so you also just get some really great vibes, great wallpaper and cats. Um, I saw a picture today that was a photograph of a cat and a turtle drinking out of a bowl together. But everything just feels a little bit more special, a little elevated because it's all archival, so much in black and white um, and just nostalgic, you know, just a, another way of seeing cats um, who, you know, I have them alive in my house, but love to sort of revisit how much people have loved cats for so, so long. Oh my God. I love that. Natish, were you aware of Cats of Yore before Hillary wrote about it? Because I, as I said, was already following. I actually was not, but I was very excited to see Hillary's piece, which was great because my my own sister recently got a cat and a little a little young kitten. And it's been so fun mm -hmm. just hanging out with it, both from afar and up close whenever I visit um, Michigan. So just to have like another network of great cat pictures and things I can share with my sister when I can't see her cat is the best. Another thing I thought of when I saw that Hillary had posted about cats of yore was that I was like, oh man, like that's a, I love it when you realize that somebody that you don't know as well, like, or if you meet somebody and you realize that you both have something in common that you really like, like an account that you follow, like cats of your, you know, I just feel like I've only ever lived full time in New York, Los Angeles and DC, all three of which, like everybody always claims, like people only ask you about what you do. And it's like, it happens in all three of them. Calm down. But also, but also if you don't want to ask people about what they do, like find out what they follow for fun. Like you can just be like, here's the thing that I think is charming. Like it's just, I think a really nice little way to find something that you have in common with people. Yeah, absolutely. And because there is just a scene for, I think just about every topic you can have these days, I, I give a lot of credit to, this has always been the case obviously, but I give a lot of credit to platforms like Reddit and um, TikTok for really like highlighting these specialties. Now you can see like, doctors arguing with one another on reddit or uh 
<laughs> yeah, even just like cooks, you know, just going ham or librarians uh, making fun little programs on TikTok. And yeah, that's great. Who who knew that so many people would be so interested in all these little professions and would want to like talk about them, share about with their friends? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love inside jokes of that of, of that kind. I will say my my partner works in women's reproductive health. Mm-hmm. And so like when I hang out with her and her friends, like they're making like shorthand jokes about things that to me just sound ridiculous, but like, they're very funny. If you like laughing at the awkwardness of what actually makes a group of people laugh because it's just common. It's like shared information, you know, and everything about it, everything about what they said sounded like a dry sentence, but I was like, that's hilarious. You're all laughing at this. (laughs) Um, I also think that these kind of cute, sweet things are not just a way that you can kind of connect with people that you don't know, but it's also like a good way to keep in touch. Like I love sending my teenage sister links to just like cute accounts. Like instead of just being like, have a good day, like I'll send her like a cute little creature talking about it, you know? So like one of them is an account called, um, it's Lenny. Mm. It's like, Lenny's just letting you know that like Lenny sees you trying. (laughs) Hello. This week is going to be effing amazing. It is a scientific fact that one week of your life will be the best week of your life, and it might possibly, very well, probably be this one. So, congrats in advance, Bish. You're crushing the game. You're killing it. And I see you. I'm proud of you. I love you. And you got this. You got this. You might not think you do, but you do. I promise. I'm an all-knowing blob, so so I know that you do. <laughs> um, I love you so much. Have the best week ever. Bye. <laughs> I'm an all-knowing blob. I mean, it's cute. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, that is very that is adorable. Well, it's adorable, and it would also make you super uncomfortable if like a human just said that to you because the sincerity of it would be too much. But like this little blob being like, "I'm a blob. Believe me." You're like, you know what? I do believe you. <laughs> Absolutely. It reminds me of um, in a way like this is not like cute necessarily, but. I mean, some some people might say it is whenever I share with my sister or like other friends of mine who grew up watching Spongebob, any number of the Spongebob mismatches on TikTok, whether they're like the the mafia style edits or just like a wait, explain this one a little bit. more yeah, yeah. Because I know what you mean by mismatches because I watch it so much. Right, but... right. Yeah. So you have these accounts on TikTok that will take um uh, the different clips of Spongebob episodes, especially very well-known clips many of us all know and love from the early seasons. And then there'll be like a little black and white filter all over the thing. You might get some like music that's more suited to uh, noir from like the 30s and 40s. Lots of saxophone, trumpet, violins, what have you. And the entire story is reframed as like a mob boss saga and it's it's great. We're always sending each other like new updates on the <laughs> Bikini Bottom Mafia. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. I love it. I love that. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's it becomes this like shared language, you know, there's these like little dinosaur comics, which is actually I think what the creator calls them. It's just like dinosaur comics. Uh, but the handle is at dinosaur couch and it'll be like these little four panel web comics that just tell a simple story. I probably saying too much about my own relationship but my partner loves to send me these when you know she's having a bad day to let me know that she's thinking of me because a lot of them are just kind of like I don't need a lot I just need you know a safe reliable person like you and I love you bye see you later I like going on adventures me too
But do you know what I like even more? What? Going on adventures with you. Like, they're just very sweet. Yeah, like a classic positive affirmation. Yeah, just letting somebody know that you're thinking of them in a way that is fun. Just a little something more, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think those have really risen up on Insta, TikTok over the past few years. And yeah, I mean, they're just good little pre-written messages if you want. Like a little digital card to send to a good friend. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about it, you know, before we were recording the episode and our producer Daniel was talking about, you know, we were talking about comics and web comics and how like the behavior itself is actually not that wildly different. Like people used to cut out comic strips from newspapers and send them to people. And Daniel was saying his grandmother still does that. And I was like, I love that. Like we're just doing a digital version of what Daniel's grandmother is doing. It's like uh, all like the cut out New Yorker strips that someone would have on their fridge. Absolutely. Is there like a particular kind of thing that always gets you that you're always like, that is cute? Because I can tell you Rachel's, even though she's not here right now. Please uh, tell me Rachel's. Rachel, like a lot of very smart people, loves to see babies in wigs. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Like, I just want to make sure that we mention this, because even though she is not here, if we have this whole topic today and we did not mention babies in wigs like we would be doing wrong by her (laughs) we're not gonna do that it's only right that we bring up the babies in wigs (laughs) because that also sounds absolutely lovely i would love babies in wigs (laughs) so i know that her favorite tiktok account of babies in wigs is just so weird on tiktok Yeah. So, I don't know who this is. Who? Yes, Ben Franklin wig. Oh my I just God. put a Ben Franklin wig on the Fantastic. Yeah, I have to recommend everyone watch that video, if only just for the baby, like, bouncing its hands very happily. Oh, my God. So cute. And then, like, even the baby seems to be like, this wig looks crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely into it. A future style icon, for sure. Well, already a style icon, really. But Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if your thing isn't, like, cute stuff, if it's, like, another category, that's totally fine. That's understandable. You know what I mean? Like, is it... Are you more of, like, an organization guy? Are you, like, into seeing things working well, coming together? I do. I do like seeing things work really well together. Absolutely. Like, another another big thing for me on... um, Yeah, this is definitely not cute, but it is just very, like, soothing, satisfying, is um, the Steezus Christ 5 account on TikTok, which is, yes, Steezus Christ. It is this uh, mega-talented video game skateboarder um, just, like, doing all these, like, incredible virtual tricks and such to sync to a bunch of different songs like it's like imagine a sort of like you know we we all played tony hawk's pro skater back in the day but like 
Imagine it. I did not, but I know enough about yeah, it to okay. know what you mean. Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I am significantly older than you. <laughs> Let's move on. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, like it's it's just uh, you, you're just seeing this uh, virtual skateboarding avatar going along all this terrain and flipping these tricks. And yeah, it's not a human. It's not real, but it's being played by someone to do just very visually just. It, it it just feels so right. There there's something about yeah. it like just seeing this athlete, this virtual athlete, do these tricks and turns and like little spins and everything that works so well. And the music like always fits, whether it's like rap or rock or something else, like underpinning it. It's like, wow, yeah, I feel I feel right in line with what this is expressing to me. I would I would love to be as good at anything as this uh, video game <laughs> skateboarder is at skateboarding. Well, I definitely think of that category. I mean, I feel like with what you're talking about, that also reminds me of like power washing videos. Mm, like, yeah. I mean, I know that's cleaning, but it's, I mean, more in like the larger kind of more thematic category it would fit into. Like for me, that's, yeah, like, satisfying things working as they should i feel like things things that are functional in this otherwise very dysfunctional world exactly yes exactly like that's part of it well we'll probably be unsurprised to hear that's obviously very dear friend of the show nadira goff also loves a good satisfying video she sent us a voice memo as well it wasn't until I sat down to make a list of the number of accounts online that I go to for relaxation and comfort that I realized the ridiculous number of accounts online that I go to for relaxation and comfort, starting with the classic at rugwashing ASMR on Instagram. It's rugwashing. It's ASMR. I'm a sucker for anything that's you know, in the realm of this thing started dirty and now it's clean. Gets me every time. And the best thing about rug washing ASMR on Instagram is that I feel like they're always posting. There's always content and I can get behind that. Another one that I really love is Florian Gadsby, a British ceramicist. He has a thriving Instagram account and also a YouTube account. And he's one of my favorite ceramicists just from an aesthetic fan of the form. But he also makes these really wonderful videos. So his shorter videos on Instagram are anywhere from him throwing clay. And again, I'm a big fan of ceramics and pottery, so I will watch anyone throw clay. To unloading the kiln, some of my favorite videos of his are unloading the kiln, where you can hear all of the tinkly sounds of the pots and uh, mugs and vessels as he takes them out. It's so soothing. But then he also makes longer videos on his YouTube of walking through the entire process of how he makes something. And you can either watch a video where he's explaining every step or he does ASMR style videos as well, where you can just silently watch him make a pot and it's aesthetically pleasing and beautiful and the sounds are wonderful. And I find it so soothing as someone who loves clay. Oh yeah, see, okay. I always forget about ASMR in part because I just feel like I already do hear things a little more intensely. To me, it's part of why I got 
into this field of work to a degree. But I love that, yeah, Nadira's interests really align over the combination of like a cleaning thing or like a satisfying thing working, but with ASMR. Right. It's like magnifying the sounds of what works well. I will say uh, the combination, Nadira's particular combination of like organization and ASMR was popular among Slate staff. She was not the only person to recommend some of the particular accounts that she follows. Um, But I also need to thank her because she pointed me in the direction of something that I did not know existed. I've never seen this in kind of cleaning and organization talk, if you will. And it's an account called Cosmetic Repair. It's Cosmetic underscore Repair. And oh my God, look, I have never, ever, ever, ever bought like blush and not dropped it and then had it break. Like I have made jokes online about how big makeup, purposely making a joke, but like big makeup wants us to always like break our makeup. And this entire account is just about fixing these things. And I did not even know that that was a thing. Like I know what I'm doing after work. Yeah. Like it's, this is like so useful. This is actually the internet that we were promised. It's like an unboxing video, except it's just taking like broken (laughs) makeup out of a plain box. Oh, okay. So this is like a lipstick that has been damaged. Part of it fell out. It also has YSL on it, which means it's Yves Saint Laurent, which is part of what is so frustrating. Makeup is so expensive. Oh, wow. This is like, this is wild. It's like, yeah, it's just like next level recycling. This is so strange. I love it. Yeah, this is definitely actually applicable to so many different contexts. And I I think it should be something maybe more ASMR accounts look into. Why not both the little tingles you get from the sounds plus a little how-to for after you're done listening? Yeah. I like the Venn diagram of things that these particular videos are touching on like they're satisfying in multiple ways. yeah exactly exactly okay but here's the thing like everything we're talking about is stuff that's online and i get that you might be thinking like okay like yes but then i still have to go on instagram to look at that or i still have to go on this social media okay maybe you stay off of social media i mean honestly i probably would if i could like i yeah much respect it can be crazy making Right. Like it's it can be a little much, but that doesn't mean that you still can't find very fun things online. So we're going to take one more break and when we come back. We are going to name the highly specific things that you can go look at directly. Like we really asked people, what is the thing that you love? And they told us exactly what to search for. And we're going to share that with you when we get back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love our podcast, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. You'll get no ads on any Slate podcast. You'll also be supporting this podcast. ICYMI would not be possible without the support that Slate Plus members bring to our show. You'll also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, our newly launched Dear Prudence Advice podcast, The Waves and Culture Gab Fest, and many more. Plus, you'll get unlimited reading on the Slate website. That's right, access to every single article and advice column on Slate without ever hitting the paywall. So just visit slate.com forward slash ICYMI plus to sign up. That's slate.com forward slash ICYMI plus. Welcome back to ICYMI. Natisha and I are trying to give you a better week. We're trying to make your day. We're trying to spread a little sunshine. Hopefully you have a better weeks, months ahead than we have had recently. Oh my goodness. Truly. Just truly. So we asked around trying to see what were the things that people at Slate like went to? What did they navigate to? What accounts did they follow? What sites did they go to when they want to find something to make them smile? And I have to say, this one I loved because it really surprised me. Our very clever executive editor, Susan Matthews, has this very specific thing that makes her day. Okay, so the thing that I'm obsessed with on the internet that I associate myself very much as an internet thing, because I grew up as a kid without cable, so I never had MTV, is music videos. And in particular, one music video, which is Lady Gaga's 13 plus minute long video for the song Marry the Night. I have watched, I can't even explain how many times I've watched it, but I love it. And it just is, it feels like transporting yourself into a little film. Um, I love the part where she's laying in bed and she answers the phone and she says, be someone important. Be someone important. Like that is just the energy that I am trying to channel into my life at all times. Um, but also it just ends in such a rousing, incredible music video montage of how that song ends and everything being set on fire. And it's amazing. So that is what I go to on the internet for comfort but it is not the only Lady Gaga music video that I go to on the internet for comfort. And uh, it's it's quite effective, I would say. I love that. I love that it is so specific. It's not even like Lady Gaga videos in general. It's like the specific single Lady Gaga video. That's perfect. Yeah. I often have like some of those videos in mind that I think sometimes no one else remembers but me. And so it's always like a nice little thing to huddle up to when I need it. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's the thing, like old music videos are sometimes hilarious and yeah. <laughs> they are all over YouTube. And honestly, speaking of YouTube, because 
We end up talking about like particular YouTube like personalities uh, on the show a lot, but there is just so much I actually really enjoy on YouTube. That's not necessarily even like a big deal. There's this YouTube channel I follow. That's the girl with the dogs and Ooh. she's a Canadian dog groomer. Okay. Sometimes cats. I should say animal because I've actually, I think also seen this person groom a pig. Oh wow. And like some other. That's definitely stuff. not a dog. <laughs> no. And I really just started watching it from like that kind of like satisfaction place of like, she was so girl with the dog is a, she's a Canadian, you know, creator. She's an actual person who owns a dog grooming company. And I guess started making content like during the pandemic. Um, but I started watching it mostly cause I was like, that's a very fluffy dog with a lot of hair and I want to see how they get it all off. Like a power, the same way I was watching power washing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, but then I started learning so much from her because she does a good job of like explaining like how dogs, you know, get matted and what works and like why she does certain things. And, um, you know, she has also, um, groomed cats. And so like, I honestly, I became better at like grooming my own cat, like cleaning her ears and like doing the stuff that made me anxious to do for her. I got better at doing it because of watching girl at the dogs. Wow. That is again, I, I love the stuff that you watch for fun just cause you're like, Ooh, this like looks fun, cool, whatever. And then you're like, Oh yeah, there are actually ways I can use this in my everyday life. Yeah. It's also fun, like learning about like breeds in different ways. Like I definitely know that Huskies can howl, mm. but I know now from watching her channel that it's like, she always jokes that they're like, they're singing the song of their people. And it's just really funny. But Fredo was saving the best for last. He wanted to show me just high of a soprano singer he was. It was like he was trying out for American Idol. possibly be the most dramatic husky I've ever worked on. I mean, she just is great. And like, I've learned so much about different breeds. It's just really fun. It's, it's so wholesome. It's just like genuinely wholesome. Sometimes you need that. And sometimes I think you really need something that's so personal and attuned to your daily life, like a dog and just learning how, how best to take care of it and how seeing and and seeing other people, how best uh, they go about this routine. And it, it, it's a lovely thing. I love people's love for their pets. Yeah. Well, you know, it's also kind of funny what you're just saying, because one thing I know I also wanted to think a lot about was the fact that, you know, besides social media, maybe people don't want to go on YouTube. Maybe people don't want to engage with some of these things. Like, what are other really positive things that people can be doing that are based in our online lives? that could help that. And what you just said actually reminded me of my favorite voice memo that we got from a fellow Slate staffer who shared something so hyper specific and personal. And I just thought it was really cool. So maybe this will work for you if the other things we've shared so far have not. My name is Mia Armstrong Lopez and I edit State of Mind and Feature Tense for Slate and my corner of the internet that is bringing me comfort lately. I don't know if it really counts because it's not like a TikTok or Twitter account, but um, here it is anyway. Um, it's my Google Calendar. So when the pandemic started, I found that it really helped me to look back in my Google Calendar of like what I was doing a year ago that day. It was like a, a reminder of some sort of a sense of normalcy. And um, I mean, obviously it's, it's not perfect, but I find that like usually when I look back at the calendar, I can like kind of remember the outlines of, of that day from a year ago. And 
so when things were felt much darker, I found a lot of like kind of normalcy and solace in that. And as the pandemic has progressed and uh, things have started to get more normal, I have continued to find comfort in Google Calendar because a lot of times I can look back at what I was doing a year ago and it's either fun to remember or I can remember something that was very stressful or uh, concerning to me at that time. And then I can think about where I am with that thing now. And a lot of times that perspective is something that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't kind of done a done a quick scan back at, at where I was a year ago. Um, and so I think, I feel like it's mostly uh, just like the digital version of a five-year uh, journal. It's like a much easier, lazier version of a five-year journal. So Google Calendar, there you have it. I love that. I think that's sweet and unexpected. Right. And I think uh, I completely depend on the calendar to sync everything for me. And it's very curious to think of it as a like fun, nostalgic memento or even just like as a badge of accomplishment almost. You're like, oh, my God, I really did do all these things on this day or oh, my goodness, like uh, I was really like uh, having this particular conversation uh, or doing this interview or watching this particular thing a year ago. I, yeah, I love that as like a memory seek and I feel like it's much preferable to like the old uh, time hop or like Snapchat memories thing where you never know what you're going to get. Oh my God, that is such a good point. I have been reminded of some things I really would have preferred to not be reminded of. I've like turned those off completely. (laughs) Yeah, it's terrible. Um, Yeah, I will say like, it's funny. I feel like uh, as someone who lives with a lot of anxiety, There are probably going to be people who are like, my calendar brings me stress. But let's be specific. The things on my calendar bring me stress. Mm. The calendar itself keeps me calm. (laughs) And I really think Mia's got an interesting way to look at it. I like this. I have a playlist that I feel like works similarly for me. And it's just a place where I put songs when I'm reminded that I like a song. I worry about sorting them by like mood or genre later. But if I just remember a song or hear a song, I just add it there. Ooh. And yeah, when I scroll through that, I'm usually like, oh, I remember what I was doing or I was I went on this trip and that's how I found that artist and things. And it always just kind of feels like this shorthand, like little journal of my life in its own way. That's so fun. Thanks, yeah, Mia. that is great, Mia. And that is that is also a really good point, Daisy, on how you can make really almost any sort of platform, a journal of sorts, right? I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, Natish, thank you for joining me today. I know like we really, we talked about this. Like we just were like, look, life is hard enough. Like I, the internet, every time we open it, it just feels like people are screaming and then we get, you know, people writing to us going, why is it terrible on there? And you know what? Again, it's just, you can find stuff that's not terrible if you know where to look. I hope we really helped you find a couple of new follows that will bring a smile. And if you have any that we should know about, please tell us. Okay, that's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so definitely subscribe. That way, you never miss an episode, especially where we help you find things that are not going to make you bummed out. Please leave a rating and review in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like what part of the internet is not a garbage fire? 
And you can always drop us a note at ICYMI at Slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton, with special thanks to Sierra Spragley-Ricks. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer and lovely co-host today. And Alicia Montgomery is Slate's vice president of audio. See you online. Or not.